Those uh, sisters left. They'll, they moved on. Yes. <laughs> Couple of real characters there. So, any questions tonight? Can they hear me in the kitchen? I think so. Yes? <laughs> yes? Okay. Yes? Um, so it, it said that Shraddha means that um, like I have firm faith that if I uh, only, only serve Krishna, I don't have any other obligations. Um, but it seems like in the beginning, um, is it enough if you have faith in that someone uh, could like do that, or like faith in what? Faith that, that, that like someone example, else like, could. Yeah, like is, is that enough? Like would that qualify as as shodhan for like starting like starting to practice, or like, would they have to have faith that they can do it? Well, it's not. Um, Faith is not the faith that I can do it. The faith is that Krishna is the way he is, and therefore it will be possible for me to be successful in what would otherwise be insurmountable, as he says in the Gita. Mama Maya Dratyaya. There's no getting out of my Maya. It's insurmountable. It's uh, an endless uh, web that, oh, what a web we weave when at first we choose to deceive. So the deception that I'm the body, so to speak, the hunkar is the basis, and from there it just uh, it uh, gets um, more and more um, complicated, so to speak. So layers and layers of conditioning. But Krishna makes the point there that it's not possible to get out. So the faith is not in so much my ability to practice in my effort and so forth, but my faith is the nature of Krishna. Of course, he says he has the power to do that. We understand the sambandha, the philosophy. Hmm? He, this is his position. We learn about that. And by hearing that from the scripture, we have, and then we hear about his qualities, hmm? his character, and, and so forth. When Uddhava, the learned Uddhava, Krishna's counselor in Vrindavan, or in, in Dwarka, as I mentioned this, this morning, he was sent to Vrindavan ostensibly to bring a message to the inhabitants there and the gopis from Krishna, who was at a distance. And uh, But if we look carefully, we see he went there to actually learn something himself about the nature of their love that he had no experience of. And... Um, what was it? Um... And so he he made uh, he's made, he has made statements in the in the Bhagavatam that for example ho bhakiyam stanakalakutam he he's 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 really weighed in on this the idea is he's got a real big head he's Krishna's advisor and advisor means he Krishna moves according to the scripture so Uddhava knows the scripture but what he sees in Vrindavan. He says that Krishna, as a child, as an infant, was um, approached by Putana, who smeared poison on her breasts to kill him, to kill an infant. Hmm? By feeding the breast, what could be more 
heinous. Where could a, you know, a child be more defenseless and in the disguise of a, mo- of a mother, a nursemaid in the, in the community? Hmm? A heinous act. And Krishna gave her prem. Hmm? He gave her a position like a mother of himself. Hmm? So Uddhava thinks, who in their right mind would take shelter of anybody else than Krishna in Vrindavan. This is Krishna in Vrindavan. He looks beyond everything. It's said even in the, the killing of the demons and the manifest Leela, it's done by the Vishnu in him. Hmm? Not him, himself. Something like that. Hmm? So Uddhava thinks, who in the right mind would take shelter of anybody else? Who could be more of a magnanimous and kind person? This Uddhava, this Putana, just dressed up like a devotee, and Krishna accepted. Okay, looks like my devotee. It must be. Hmm. Imitation of a good thing is a good thing. Sometimes we criticize that, but <laughs> this is Krishna's perspective. Dressed like a devotee. Oh, okay. So, that's why we dress like devotees, and Krishna will see us in the Arctic. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so... Uh, so we, we hear these things, and this is what faith is about. I hear about Krishna, what he's like, what his power is, what his charm is, how merciful he is, what the history of, of, of that, the record of that. And we think, okay, I have confidence. I ha- don't have confidence in my own ability. And, and as well, I don't have confidence. This is kind of the central to the idea of Shraddha in any other god or goddess. Because the way this is spoken about in the Gita, when Krishna says, you know, have faith in me, surrender to me, sarva dharma, give up all other, give up the dharma, take shelter of me. Dharma means the Varnashram, which is the ordinary religious system where all kinds of gods and goddesses are worshipped for all kinds of things by the thinking that if I get this thing or that thing, put it all together, I'm going to be safer, better, happier, more complete. Hmm? I'm going to piece it together, piece by piece, by adding things on and changing my situation materially. And it's over the Christians to give this up. Mommy, come. Only me. Take shelter in me. Hmm? So the faith from the kind of other side is like lack of confidence. This is one side of it. Or faith. And faith means this kind of confidence. Hmm? that any other god or goddess, now this is a little foreign to us because we're not worshipping all kinds of gods and goddesses, we're not in the Varnashram system and so forth. So we kind of extend the idea, if you will, and it does extend to other paths like Gyan, uh, yoga, and, and, we, and we, therefore we readily speak about them in terms of the, the value that they have and where, by comparison, they come up short in, in relation to bhakti. Hmm? And so all of this kind of teaching, if you will, this is creating and deepening one's faith, which is one's um, ticket to practice, because that's all you need is a little bit of faith and to grow that, that faith. So it's, and it certainly includes, uh, as I say sometimes, well, you might dismiss God, that God doesn't exist, but it's harder to dismiss love of God. And there are wonderful examples of that in our our lineage. Hmm? And so, 
we, 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 we also see the practical side that here's the theory. I heard all these things. Krishna's like this and he can do this and other gods and goddesses, they can only do something by his power and limited in that regard and so on and so forth. And, um, and then I see there's an example. Somebody's doing it and, and they're exemplifying that and teaching that in a way that further gives me confidence or faith that it's, it's attainable, it's, it's, the ideal is attainable. So that's a big part of it. Hmm? In fact, having faith in such a person, that that's where we get our faith. Hmm? So uh, faith is the ticket, and faith is, is the result of sadhu sangha because it's contagious. Hmm? You, you associate with, that's why we cautious about our associations because everything carries a, a faith, a confidence, and behind the, the actions, a conception, a conceptual orientation, and so forth. And, and, if, and if we're not able to, like you can listen to music, and the music is produced by somebody and they have a certain conception behind it, if you're not able to convert that, which is possible to do with all songs, practically, into Krishna consciousness. <laughs> it can convert you <laughs> into their, you can get their feelings, all the emotional flutterings going on in the, in the, in the musician or the band's hearts and so forth and so on. Um, um, people readily do convert songs into all kinds of different meanings that weren't intended, I suppose, by the, uh, by the uh, composers. But at, at any rate, um, the point is that we get association, powerful association with uh, someone, with sadhus, and that is then the genesis of our faith. So it is the seed, then, if you will, that association that first shows, manifests itself uh, as faith within us, as the seed of the of the bhava, the prem that that we will ultimately develop. It's sadhu sangha. It's the janma, the mool, birth, the root of of bhakti, and it expresses itself as this faith. Hmm? It's not a. It's a kind of a confidence that that this happens, this works. And now someone may be troubled by still a doubt that I cannot do it, but that's a mis- misunderstanding as I'm explaining it. It's not you can do. Hmm? You can cry. Anybody can do that. It's just hard. <laughs> we can say if the heart is, is hard, but we have you know the advantage of material nature ready to beat us up if we you know try to slip out, so to speak, and avo- avoid the, uh, all that we know that we've been taught and so forth and you know, the knowledge that kind of corners us and uh, so on. So I think that's the proper way to frame the, the faith. Um, um, and I guess you could say what you're saying as I'm saying it in relation to Krishna, in relation to sadhus. I don't have faith in my own ability, but I have faith in there's a sadhu in my life and because of that um, I can be successful or something like that by, by his or her mercy or something like that. Is that kind of how you were thinking about it? Not really. Uh, uh-huh. 
I was thinking more like it, it seems like if, if faith means that I if I serve Krishna, I don't have any other obligation. It seems like many people uh, start practicing like like bhajana, what they think is bhajana kriya before they are at that stage. So like what is uh, are they actually practicing bhajana kriya then if they have So what you're saying is they don't have faith in the sadhu? Oh, they have faith. That, they have faith that the sadhu does that. That the, that the sadhu can uh, just serve Krishna and have no other obligation. But like, they feel like if I would give up everything else, then uh, uh, or they, you know, just like doubting if doubting that they can actually uh, give up all other obligations. Uh, if you see what, um, I don't quite follow you now. They have doubt that they can give up other things. What's their faith? <laughs> um, I don't think everyone who, who is practicing, like, like doing the practices of Krishna consciousness, yeah. are all feeling that all I have to do is to serve Krishna. I don't have any other obligation. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to be the like, reality. They feel like they have other obligations. Uh huh. Um, yeah, but again, I think that it's a... Um, but they have faith that the sadhu has no other obligation. Oh, mm-hmm. they, they, they have faith that... They probably have faith that if they only serve Krishna, they're successful. But he's saying they don't have faith that they can only serve Krishna. Yeah. Well, that maybe that that... They have faith that so like that it's that, not that faith. But if I could serve Krishna, if I could only serve Krishna, then I would have no other obligation. Yeah, it's kind of confusing what you're talking about. But obviously, there's there's a there's a theoretical understanding that arises in the context of the the birth of faith. That if I only serve Krishna. And I, again, I was talking about it theoretically. Well, the other gods aren't going to help me out. Gyan, yoga, they require much more effort. They're difficult. They require celibacy and other things. And bhakti so generous and so forth. And, and it's such a sweet path. And so I believe in the path. I have faith in it. Um, that simply by taking shelter of Krishna, um, all I have no other obligations. This is part of the idea also. That there are karmic obligations that one has in the system of Varna Ashram. So if you forego them, well, what will be the result? It'll be bad. But you can forego all them just by having faith in Krishna. That's the idea in the Gita. Hmm? Um, and so, so, therefore, then one becomes a devotee. Hmm? Um, in the context of the Varna Ashram, which is a social system, um, uh, is a social system, social religious system. Well, people who were living in the Varnashram society and heard this idea from the Gita and were householders, they would uh, have faith in the idea, but then they have no. What do they do? How do they have marriages? Because they can call this god and that god, and that's part of the whole. And they're, they're you know, they have a full. They're not renunciates. The bhakti doesn't require that you be a, a sannyasi, you can be a householder. But householders have other obligations and so forth. So it would appear. 
but bhakti has the power to turn all those obligations into into Krishna consciousness. For example, I believe it was Gopal Bhatta Goswami wrote a book that describes how to do all these rituals, name-giving ceremony for the children, marriage, the uh, funeral rites and everything, which in Varnashram would call on this god and that god, all calling on Vishnu, all with Vishnu mantras. So he Vishnuized you know, the whole thing so that they could have live in, this, in the social context of a householder and and um, and um, uh, be engaged exclusively in bhakti. But even without that, hmm, the idea is that one understands what's being taught, has faith in bhakti, but lives as a householder and therefore has other obligations that then he or she goes through the motions of to set an example for other people, um, but doesn't believe or think or feel that my bhakti is dependent upon these such rituals and so forth. It's not dependent on if I and if I don't do those things, my bhakti won't be hurt. If I do do those things, it's not going to improve my bhakti. So I'm doing them hmm, as kind of a, 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 an obligation. Ultimately, I can try to Krishnaize the whole you know whole family situation and and so forth. But the point is that there's a place for householders who apparently have other obligations within the context of bhakti, the jnana mark, the yoga mark, if you understand them properly as they're taught classically, there's, no, there's not a place really for, for householders there, hmm? family raising and all that. So, um, so, and one may have the faith that simply, by, that simply by engaging in bhakti, I have no other obligations, hmm? but doesn't mean that they have no other desires. They know that. Hmm? And so they, they're working you know, with that idea. They're moving with that idea in mind. This is their faith, my confidence. This is, I believe this, but I can't always put my money where my you know, mouth is or something like that. I, I, so in the 11th canon of the Bhagavatam, Krishna says there are my devotees and they have material desires and, and sometimes they... They succumb to them and so forth, and, and then they feel a little embarrassed and, and, and so forth. But that remorse, healthy remorse, resolves the problem in itself without having to do anything else, perform some sacrifice or fast or do this or that, or you know, because such is the power of bhakti and their faith. Hmm? Krishna says, one who has faith in me and is, is properly situated. Hmm? We should see that they're properly situated by their conception. Puja Patridamar used to say that it is often said we should not judge a person by their past, but by their present. That's generous. But in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's school of bhakti, we don't judge a person by their past, nor by their present, but by their ideal, which they will become. Hmm? Even though in the present, it's not realized. It's their ideal that they harbor, that they carry when they're finished with everything else that they think is important. That's what they, you know, it's like you have sex, then you think, okay, that's done. It's, it seems like a prominent thing, then people have sex, it's over, and then they get 
busy with the things that they're really interested in. They're actually more, more compelling to them. Hmm? <laughs> it's typical. So, <laughs> so, um, so th- there's a beginning, I want to say, of the, of the faith, and there's a maturing of the faith and application of it, and so on. But the initial idea or initial sense of faith that gives them adhikar for bhakti is a conceptual kind of orientation of uh, they've heard these teachings it's it's struck them they've been affected by it hmm, by, by sadhu sangha and what can they do they they believe that even though there there are many things that we believe and know we should do and are know are good for us that we can't always do because our mind deviates us our senses deviate us and so forth but with good association with We'll be able to do those those things. I mean, in general. So, the, so is the case with bhakti. So, I don't think that yeah, that the idea of shraddha is the beginning of bhakti. It's not the end of bhakti. It's the beginning. So, the beginning is oh yes, oh, I believe that. It's not that okay. Now you're totally renounced. And uh, for example, does that help clear up the the, uh, the idea that you were kind of trying to? Talk about <laughs> it was difficult to explain. Um, so you know, they see a niskinchen, a, a, a renounced devotee, and they think, well, he or she is fully taking shelter of Krishna, but I don't know if I can do that. They, they may be hesitant and think it's not possible for me to. But bhakti is generous, so associate with those those persons. That's bhakti. Hmm? And you have faith that by associating with them, then it, in due course, then higher taste will come, lower taste will will diminish, and, and and what it is will be understood intellectually, and so it takes a little bit of the, you know, the juice out of it. You, know? you got to kind of forget all that, you know, to blind yourself to it, to to what you already know, to taste it, and then you taste it, and it reminds you what. Further, so, but at any rate, so, bhakti is very powerful, and therefore she can be very, uh, very, very generous. So it's not that that she only manifests in the form of a renunciate. There are many great householder devotees, perfect devotees, that go through the motions of the householder life dutifully, care, caringly, and so forth. Take care of the family, everything. They know, okay, I've got this child here, I need to take care, might be a devotee, might not, will be eventually, but might not fully manifest in this life. I do my, uh, you have affection, you have care, and you have knowledge also, so that you're not surprised when he or she does something that that you, were, you weren't thinking he was going to do. <laughs> and uh, and then if you set that example, then that, 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 that child will also, you know, that will have a fa- be a factor. They'll see he's still doing that. She's still doing that. And we're right about that. And just see, then they're going to go practically experience, and they come back saying, "How's it going?" I told you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so such is the power of bhakti, faith. So when you bring up faith. Pujapati Sridhar once described faith as the halo of 
of Radharani. Hmm? It means it's illuminating. Faith clears doubts. Radharani sheds light on Krishna. Hmm? Krishna is the Shakti Man, Radharani is the Shakti. Hmm? By the Shakti, by knowing the Shakti, we will know the Shakti Man. By knowing the the ener- energy, we will know the energetic. If somebody does something by their energy, then you know them by that. Hmm? You may say, I know that person, I've heard his name, you know him, but you know what he does and then... And, and, by his power, by his shakti, then you know more about him, right? So, so Radharani said Krishna is not particularly beautiful, but when he's standing next to Radha, then he's very, very beautiful. Hmm. So it brings out something in him. We could say, without shakti, God is simply Brahman, Nirvishesha. He's got no, no movement, no variety, hmm, which is the spice of life, no charm. So the Shakti is bringing all the charm, the variety, so forth. So, um, so Radha sheds sheds light on Krishna, illumines Krishna. She is Bhakti Devi. Bhakti is, has illuminating power. So she, there's a little bit of Bhakti, or a little bit of Radha in every um, every every devotee. Is the idea Ladini, the Shakti that she personifies, and. Um, so it was a nice poetic kind of idea. Faith is the halo of Radharani, by which others are illumined with regard to the beauty, the charm of Krishna, and so forth. So, a faithful person who has doubts cleared, which is the idea of faith, doubts removed, can move freely, and in that kind of free movement, that person becomes attractive to us. They're moving in a way that they, they seem to solve the problems of, of life. Hmm. What's it, what is it about you that they think that makes you like who are becomes contagious? Hmm. This way, Bhakti shares herself, and wherever she goes, as we said, then Krishna must go there. So, faith, a little faith. Comes from association. What else? Yes. 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 I have a, there's a little book in the mind here. It's a glorification of the Gita and Tulsi. And just trying to make a little adjustment here. There's some glowing statements in these books. For example, um, if, if I die right now, and you take some dry Tulsi. Uh, wood and throw it in my cremation tank. Poof! You know, back to God. If my beads are in my hand and I'm chanting the holy name at the end of my life, but actually I haven't even attained Nishta yet, but according to this statement, uh, you know, I go back to the spiritual world because the Tulsi wood is in my hand and I'm saying the name. It seems like a little separation in between where I am pretty much at and where this is all of a sudden going to take me. You might think, well, why the heck should I do so much, you know, work at sodden and stuff like that? And I just, hey, throw some Tulsi wood when I die because I'm confident that that's it, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. 
There are different kinds of statements in the scripture. Some of them are instructive, and some of them are more like descriptive and 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 a glorification. Hmm? And so the idea behind those statements, those types of statements, is that simply by holding the Tulsi bead hmm, at the time of death, you can go to Vaikuntha, hmm, is properly understood, is not, oh, like you say, therefore why do anything else? I'll just hang on to those Tulsi beads and, uh, and, and at the time of death, uh, I'll be uh, delivered. The idea is, what those statements are saying is, what to speak of if you chant consciously and aware. Hmm? It's meant to be a motivating factor for you to do the thing that, with a misunderstanding, you think you can do without. And, and there's a, I'll give you an example. There's a statement that if you die in Vrindavan, you'll go back to Godhead, something like that. So some people, they take this statement, they just go, I'm going to go live in Vrindavan, doesn't matter what I do. I'm just going to die here, and that's the easy way. So I'm going to take the easy path. Hmm? And so they, or they, or what the statement is, what they take birth as an animal in Vrindavan, their next life, and then after that they go back to Godhead. Hmm? So they think, okay, I'm going to, I'll go live in the Dom, whatever, however I conduct myself doesn't matter. I'll just stay there. I'll die there. I'll take birth as an animal, a dog or a cat or a cow. And then after that life, I'll go back to Godhead. So other guys are doing sadhana for so many lifetimes. <laughs> I'm going to take the easy route. So he goes to Vrindavan. He lives there. He dies. He takes birth as a, as a dog in Vrindavan, or a pig, let's say, in Vrindavan. He takes birth as a pig in Vrindavan. He's only got you know a few years to go here. And he's going to go back to Godhead until uh, the pig seller comes in and takes the pigs to Delhi <laughs> to be marketed. <laughs> oh, he's died as a pig in, in New Delhi. <laughs> Not a good idea. So you can't you can you can try to beat the system, but the system will be will beat you. So those statements are not to be taken in that way. And they are also to be taken as statements that um, are accurate in that there are examples of people who did that and it happened. And so there are a lot of statements like that in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. One's washing the Rathiyatra, one goes to Bhakti something. So then he gives examples. This happened, this happened, this happened. But it's not necessarily will happen every time. Hmm? And, um, uh, but it's possible. So it's possible then the idea, those statements are meant to induce or uh, faith hmm? in the practice that has been prescribed. Hmm? So, yeah, not, you know, you don't know, bank on something like, like that. And then that, that's, that's to, you know, take a statement out of context and forget everything else and that's not how to read read the scriptures hmm. and again it could happen so hang on to that, that, that Tulsi <laughs> what's that story about the Tulsi hanging on to the Tulsi do you remember that I never remember you know the story yes 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me? Um, it's a beautiful yeah. story. Yeah, so, so there's a, a very miserly, uh, greedy, selfish, terrible individual who, uh, who uh, <coughs> is, is nearing his death and who, who, who's at the, who comes and takes the bodies out of the soul, the Amadutas. Yeah. So they they come and, and come to get him. Come to get him, and uh, so he you know he gets afraid of this, and and he he's like oh no I, you know I don't I'm not ready for this, and he said you know you owe me one last request one last request. He said okay all right we we know where you're going you're an awful person, and he said okay well I'm going to go over here and I, th- I think what he says is I want to go defile Tulsi, and they're like that what <laughs> that is an awful thing and to urinate on the Tulsi urinate on the Tulsi so he yes. wants to urinate on the, I, I, I couldn't even say it but so that's what he wanted that's how vile this man is so so he goes over there and I'm like okay I guess you do what you want to do and he goes over and instead of that he goes over to Tulsi plant and he says Tulsi please save me Tulsi please save me and they're and they're, they're, they're kind of figuring like this is unexpected but we don't know what to do let's go I'm going to yank him take him where he needs to go and they go to take him, and he's holding on tight to the Tulsi plants and, and uh, saying, Tulasi, please save me, Tulasi, please save me. And they started to pull, they started to pull the roots out of the plant, and they were worried about hurting Tulasi babies. So they said, well, we can't do this. What are we going to do? I think they go to Shiva. I think they go to Shiva. Mm-hmm. And you know, Shiva, you know, here's this vile individual who's now holding on to the Tulasi plant and won't let go, and we're afraid to... to, to uh, to hurt Talasi, so do you, you have an idea what you know? What, what should we do here? And Shiva had never seen anything like this before. He's like, oh, this this is really a, kind of a loophole in the law. I never thought. About <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he said, "Well, go to Brahma because Brahma could figure this out. I, I certainly can't." And so, so they all go, including Shiva, goes to Brahma. And they, they tell the story. Of this. Uh, they actually have the guy with them now. Like they have yeah. dug up the whole. Yeah, they dug up the. And he's, oh, I didn't know they did that. Until the potter, he's tied himself to the Tulsi. <laughs> so, and, so, and, they, so they have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Brahma, Brahma doesn't know what to do with the same thing. So of course, you know, we go to Vishnu. <laughs> Krishna will know what to do. And so they, they, they get there, and Krishna just laughs and laughs and laughs. Why are, you, why are you laughing? He said, "Well, don't you see? If you, if you, at the time of death, if you, if you ask Tulsi to save you, Shiva and Brahma will bring you directly." There's <laughs> 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 a story, of something like that. Yeah. Tulsi Maharani. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on to your Tulsi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brahma was concerned that we were wearing our Tulsi. We see the devotees wear the Tulsi beads, put them on our knees. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, he made the statement that uh, in the Bhagavatam, in the purport, that if you, I, I give my students their spiritual name, so at least they might remember their own name <laughs> at the time of death. So it sort of goes to this idea. Brahma mm-hmm. made that statement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we see what happened in the Bhagavatam to Ajamil. He remembered this, he named his son Narayan, but he himself lived a very impious um, life. 
and at the time of death he called his son Narayan, Narayan, help, because these Yamadutas were coming, right? And um, and so the because the name of Narayan was chanted, the Vishnu Dutas, the messenger, Duta means messengers, the messengers of Vishnu came, and the Yamadutas, Yama means law, so they're the messengers of the law. The law is you did this, you deserve that. But the Vishnu Dutas, then there's this discussion. Yamadutas meet the Vishnu Dutas for the first time. It's a unique circumstance. Like this guy, we know the law, we've studied it, and we, you know, so this is our mission, our business. Now we're going to take him and give him a different body that he's supposed to be in, and so forth. And, and so on the Vishnu Dutas say, no, 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 this is, he's beyond your jurisdiction because he chanted the name of Narayan. And there's a beautiful explanation of the virtues and power transcendental nature of the, of, the, of, the, of invoking the name of, of God and so forth and, uh, and so on. And so um, he is said to have uttered like a shadow of the name. He didn't even have the right conception. And so the, Yama, the Yamadutas, the Vishnudas intervened and the Yamadutas were enlightened about these types of cases for the future, so we're, you're okay there. And then, um, but then what happened was um, his life was spared, and then he went to Haridwar, holy place, gave up everything, lived there, and I guess if you had a vision like that, you'd do that as well, <laughs> and chanted and, and perfected himself and so forth. Hmm? And so he was delivered, in a sense, by the Nama Bas. In other words, his deliverance was assured, but then still took some time hmm? to, to play out and so forth. Hmm? So, um, yeah. Anyway, these kind of statements again are there to encourage us to what to speak then is the idea if you chant regularly. Hmm? What will be the, the value? Yes. You were talking about God, Krishna, and Radharani, God. It's four, no? Who is God? It's Radharani. Who is Radharani? It's Krishna. This is God. When people ask us in the material world. I said, w- 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 if you say that the world comes from Krishna, and then somebody says, where does Krishna come from? Then we say, it comes from Radharani. Yes. Where does Radharani come from? She comes from Krishna. And when people ask where they are from together. Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu. The point is they have no cause. Hmm? Everything does not have to have a cause. Material life is the, is, is the world of cause and effect. You do this, you get that. But there's life beyond karma. Hmm? So, just because the world has to have a cause doesn't mean that the cause of the world has to have a cause. So, that's the idea of God. He is sarvakaranakarnam. He's the cause of all causes. Nothing causes him. That's the idea. Technically, it's not a question. Yeah. What is the... What is the cause of the cause of all causes? 
What is the cause of someone who has no cause? The definition of the God is that he is, is, has no cause. So if you ask what's the cause of God, you don't understand the, the definition of, of, of God. Because he, he has no cause. Yeah. Relationship to well, let's say Shudapalpa's departure. So we still have his body. His words, his words, instructions. And, 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 and the idea is that Vani is more powerful than Vapu. So the Vapu means the personal association. Yes. So the words, instructions are more important. The breath is more important than the nose. Yeah. So then uh, how, does that, how do we talk about that in terms of Sadhusanga and appreciate the value of Sadhusanga when somebody may make a statement that uh, I've got Prabhupada's books, I have this everything. So someone says, some people say like that, that uh, the instru- instructions are more important than the personal association. I'm a disciple of Prabhupada, he's gone, but I have his instructions, his books, his vani, therefore why do I need to associate with anyone else? The simple answer is because that's what the books say. <laughs> have you read them? Prabhupada says, everything's in my books. So then they think, therefore, I don't need any, anything else. But they, they don't read the books well enough to understand that the, the virtues of Sadhu Sangha are trumpeted on, you know, on every page, practically. I met a fellow once years ago in San Francisco, and he said that um, he'd been a devotee of sorts for time, but he was never initiated. And so he said to me um, that, uh, that I had a dream and in the dream, Prabhupada came to me in the dream, and um, I, I had been, I would have been wondering, you know, I should have a guru, and, and then I had a dream, and in the dream, Prabhupada came, and, and he took me by the hand and walked me into a big library, and there were all his books, and he said, just read my books. He said, therefore, he said, I, I figure I don't need a guru. I said, no, you're supposed to read the book. <laughs> My, when I first read the Bhagavad Gita, I just thought, wow, you know. Well, when I first read Prophet's books, it wasn't the Bhagavad Gita. I couldn't read the Bhagavad Gita. I was reading the Krishna book. It was the first book I read. Um, I was overwhelmed by the thought, I've got to find a guru. It was so interesting to me because afterwards I realized Prabhupada's the guru who wrote the book. I, you know, he's talking about it, and, and I hadn't met him. Hmm. Um, so I think that's a healthy reading of the book. And this other so-called reading of the book is, is, is not a very good reading. I mean, the virtues of Sadhu Sangha are extolled you know, throughout the books. And it's the birth of bhakti. It's 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 what helps us to progress, and 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 so forth and so on. Um, and then you know whether you have the the personal association of the sadhu, and you have the instructions of the sadhu. So you have the va, the vapu and the vani. But then there's also the problem of the vapu of the vani. So you're only acquainted with the the the, the letter of the instruction and not the spirit of it because you haven't been able to go deep enough to catch the spirit of it.
Hmm? And so you need association, understanding, and context. I mean, there's an example, you know, people pick something out like that and they, they make a policy out of it. They make a, you know, the, the, a, 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 such a statement. They don't know how to, how to, these books are have to be read in a certain way. And one of the ways they should be read is in association. Hmm? And that's described in the books also. So, um, so, yeah, there's the, 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 the vapu or the outer side, outside of the instructions, and there's the vani of the vani, the, the spirit of the, uh, there's the letter of the law, the spirit of the law, something like that. And we see that um, that's basically why we give classes and so forth, to draw things out from the text that otherwise someone might not be able to. Hmm? And, and is there a limit to that? What can be drawn out from there? And therefore, the implication is that, for example, with the Gita, for example, or other books, there should be more commentaries, more commentaries. And no one would agree with the idea that, that hey, look, you know, I'm a disciple of um, so-and-so. Uh, of course, he wouldn't be around today, but Bhakti Vinod, but, you know, why do I need to... to hear the commentaries of Bhakti Siddhanta or Bhakti Vedanta or Bhakti Rakshak and so forth. And it would be silly. When, when, the, when the example, look at the example in the Bhagavatam itself. Hmm? Who taught the Bhagavatam to Sukadev? Sukadev taught it to the Maharaj Pariksit, the king. Who taught the Bhagavatam to Sukadev? Vyasadev. So Vyasadev was the father of Sukadev, he taught him the Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. And what happened when, when, and who taught Vyasadev? Narada. Mm-hmm. So, in effect, the guru of Sukadev is Vyas, and the Param guru is Narada. But when Sukadev spoke to Parikshit Maharaj, Narada and Vyasa were in the audience. They thought, what will he say? We've taught him to this. Let us listen. Such is the nature of the subject. Hmm? They weren't thinking, oh, my student's going to talk now. There's no reason for me to be there. No, I know everything. They, no, they knew the nature of the subject. And Pujapadshita Marshall has nicely said that in relation to this subject, then we are all students forever. I mean, we were talking recently, Krishna doesn't know the limit of his own um, shakti because hmm? it has no limits. So, such is the nature of the subject matter. Therefore, it can be turned again and again and again. And newer and newer insight can be so then what's drawn. What's the proper understanding when that statement's made that body is more important if you roll in the body? It has nothing to do with the no, when you say that the, the, the instructions are more important than the personal association is that obviously in the personal association you're going to get some instructions. But if you don't follow the instructions, then what is the value of the personal association? That's what it means. What's the value of the personal association if, if, you, if you're just a dundavat? Disciple, you just 
pay your obeisance, but you don't follow the in, in, instructions and you associate. So if you do follow the instructions, then you can really take advantage of association. Hmm? So it's 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 they, they go together, obviously. But if you separate out the instruction um, and discard it, then what will be the value of the association? It'll be meaningless, practically. Hmm? Whereas, of course, if you're following the instruction, and you're then you're apparently not in the personal association of the sadhu, but he or she lives in their instructions. Hmm? And so, you can find them in the, in the instructions, so to speak. Prabhupada personally told me, he said, whoever, whoever, uh, I never feel the absence of my guru because I follow his instructions. Krishna spoke the Gita thousands of years ago, but we're following it, therefore we feel Krishna's association. So he told me, it's just, just shortly before he left the world, he said so. Follow my instructions, I'll always be with you. Hmm. So, in the instructions, by following, you can find the association. But it is possible to be in the association and not take advantage of the instructions. Prabhupada would give the example of the proximity to the guru hmm. by citing the fact that there is a fly on my lap. He's closer than anybody in the room, but we're lifetimes apart in terms of consciousness. One time in, on Sridhar Marsh's veranda, some devotees from ISKCON came over. Guru Kripa was Swami, some of you know him. And so after Sridhar Marsh gave his darshan, he started a kirtan, which wasn't typical of what would happen at the moth, but it was typical in ISKCON that after Prabhupada would give a darshan, it would be a kirtan. So he started a Kirtan, it's a little okay, whatever, and and then uh, then somebody somebody tried to uh, there was a commotion and somebody was trying to touch Shunamarsh's feet as he got up, and then he chuckled. He said, "He said, oh, that's what you think it means to touch the feet, the lotus feet of the guru." But this, no, it's not a physical thing. He said, hmm? and he went on and explained that by consciousness we we connect and so forth. Obviously, one should lead to the other, but <laughs> physical association is, leads to the um, um, coming into the same consciousness realm, if you will. But uh, the point is that we have to uh, imbibe the teachings in our lives and so forth. Okay, what's the time? All right, so we stop there. See Radhastami Mahatsubhaki Jai. Bhavanitananda Ki Jai. Vadivashtam Guru Paramparaki Jai. Vabhakta Bindaki Jai. Bhavad Pramananda. Thank you.